It's a funny thing. In recent weeks, I've received a number of emails, even some message requests and information uh, from people asking whatever happened to one of your more frequent guests we used to hear on the program. We really enjoyed listening to the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. What, whatever happened to Dr. Gales? Well, he's back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of the program Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. In, in just a few minutes, I'm going to bring my guest on. He's been a regular in the past on this program, Truth to Ponder. His name is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, and so many of you have asked whatever happened to Dr. Gales. Well, earlier, a while back, there have been some changes in his schedule and the work and ministry in which he is involved, and it made it a little bit more difficult to find times where the two of us can actually sit down, get together, and, and do this radio program, even though we do it remotely. He's up north and I'm down south. Uh, sometimes, by the way, that does cause a bit of a digital delay, which means it sounds like we're sometimes stepping on each other. It's just the problem uh, of the internet and that about one second or so or two second lag at times. But it's going to be great to have him back on in just a moment. Been looking at some news stories of late. And I'm increasingly convinced, and I reached out to Dr. Gales to ask him a few thoughts. And I said, this whole thing about COVID is becoming cultish. It's becoming its own religion, the cult of COVID. Um, and you have everybody running around like the mask COVIDians. You know, you got to wear that mask or you're going to kill everybody around you. Put little face diapers on children because they're going to kill the teacher. And it goes on and on, this fear that has been perpetrated in the name of science, which has been thoroughly, well, discredited. So much science that has been changing on a dime. And it's been politically motivated changes, not changes in reality and study. We've known for 40 years, 40 years, that a face covering doesn't do much of anything in the presence of a virus unless it is a specially made face mask or a hazmat suit. But somehow the world has been led to believe if they go to Walmart and buy those two for a dollar little paper cloth face mask that they become bulletproof from getting COVID-19. And you'll see older people and I'm not, look, I'm an older person myself. You'll see a lot of these people that are not well-informed, that watch CNN to have their brain rotted out, or MSNBC, which is a total destruction of the mind, or they just look at social media, or maybe an evening newscast where if it bleeds, it leads. You know, they always want to stoke fear for ratings. And so all these people are putting on these little face masks, and they're, I saw a guy the other day walking alone on a street outdoors, nobody within hundreds of feet of him, wearing a face mask. He's afraid he's going to catch the virus. And people are falsely believing a lie. It is a lie to believe that a face mask that you buy at Walmart or the one that you put together like a bandana or some cloth thing you picked up, at a dime store is going to prevent you from getting a virus. That is a false hope and a false security. It's phony. 
Dr. Phony Fauci himself knew it a year ago, over a year ago, told that to all his colleagues in, in emails. Don't even bother. They don't work. Until it became a political thing that everybody had to wear a face mask. Then he agreed that, well, it's a patriotic thing to do to show that we're all in this together. What nonsense. And as we shared the other day on the program, face mask has also been used as a wedge to force people to get vaccinated. How many how many of you remember remember this from just what 3 4 months ago? If you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. And so how did that turn out? Not very well. Within a couple of months, we were told um yeah, we're all going to have to wear our face mask again, regardless of your vaccination status. At least that's the advice from the ever-political uh, science group called the CDC. Oh, yeah. Get the vaccine. Keep the mask. Keep the social distance. Keep losing your freedom. When does it end? And I tell people the answer is very simple. It's never going to end. Those that are enjoying this power and getting control over the population will never let this go. Never. They don't care about your freedom. They care about their power. Look, I'm the first to tell you there is a deadly virus out there that can kill people. I will also tell you I don't trust the vaccine. Not because of the politics so much as the companies that made them. I've just got a bad feeling about some of these vaccines that were in uncharted territory. These were rushed to the marketplace. And for whatever reason, governments can use this idea of a vaccine to push in the idea of a digital ID and a digital currency. And the consequences to your health, well, who knows? We know they're not as safe and effective as they were promised to be. I kept hearing back in December, January, and February that these vaccines were safe and effective, 95%. Remember that number? Maybe they're 30 to do something for a while. They even changed the legal definition of a vaccine not that many months ago uh, to include these. See, it used to be that a, a vaccine would prevent you from getting whatever the disease is that they're toting it for. They no longer require that, that it it just invokes some kind of an immune response. Whether it works or not remains to be seen. So they even changed the definition. For many people, it's become a religion. We talked about statism a couple of days ago, you know, worshiping the state as your religion because you don't believe in God or you believe you are equal to God. And if there is no God, all you have left is the state. And the state loves to be worshipped. I'm sorry to say the swamp has been wanting to be worshipped even in the United States since the founding of this nation. We have to resist statism. And we have to recognize that this manufactured virus from a lab in China, we said this for almost a year on this program. I can remember if you put anything on Twitter or Facebook about a lab in Wuhan, they would blow you out of the water. You can't say that. It's not true. It's called fake news. You're spreading fake information. You're, it's all false, it's, and you get condemned. Turns out we were right. 
and we're becoming more and more right every day about some of this information. And the pressure is on to get everybody vaccinated, identified, and ID'd. And people living in fear. They don't fear God anymore. Go to churches with the face diapers on. Saw a sign, a a Presbyterian church out in California. Fully vaccinated people are welcome. Really? Fully vaccinated people are welcome. It's the vaccinated people we're beginning to learn are are the ones that are creating the variants. We have a technology that has never worked before. Why would it work now? And we've created this almost religion-like cult around this disease of COVID. Like I said, we have, we have these people, the mass COVIDians running around with their face coverings to protect them from the invisible virus that's chasing them down, even chasing their cars. As I said, my guest today is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. Good to have you back on the program. Let me start with this question. Would I be wrong in making the assumption that COVID-19, the virus, all of it has become almost cult-like, like a religion? Would I be wrong in saying that? Absolutely not. Um, There's so many cultic aspects to what we've seen in the past 18 months. Um, Just the mere fact of the, the blind obedience of people, the the loss of logic the loss of reasoning um and the turning against other people and neighbors and family members Mm -hmm. with regard to a medical intervention uh the very face diapers we call them right the masks Mm -hmm. um social distancing it makes no sense and and we've spoken about this in the past but people still are doing it almost in a zombie-like fashion. I mean, we could say, you know, cognitive dissonance. We could say Stockholm syndrome. We can say all of those things, and they fit in in ways. Uh, but there is an, an occultic mentality, the privileged, the few, mm-hmm. the the ones who have the okay of the the government, the ones who believe the government is benevolent. The, you know, the, these are the same ones, you know, who um, back in the 60s used to say, never trust the government, yeah. resist authority, rebel. You, you remember that. Of course, and, now they are the government. That's right. And now, hey, government is our best friend. They're benevolent. They would never do anything to harm us. Uh, so that is a cult mentality. It, it's, it's confined in a box, literally, box thinking. And that box sits on a table in their living room. Mm-hmm. And whatever it says, that's what they think. And, and you, you can see that, you know, whether a person watches CNN or MSNBC or Fox or whatever, whenever something politically goes on and you've dealt with many people with regard to politics. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, you ask them their opinion. And 99 percent of the time, what they spew out is exactly what they heard on the television. There's no independent thought. So very little independent thought. I'm gl- and I'm glad you raised that point uh, mm-hmm. because we have what I call this we and them between let's say let's say those that watch Newsmax, maybe Fox versus those that watch MSNBC and CNN uh, mentality. Then you have the what I call the massive middle. I mean, the, one of the problems that I see in this country is there are, are very few people that really watch the news anymore. 
They're getting their news from Facebook for crying out loud. How do you get news out of Facebook or or you're getting the latest real inside scoop from Twitter? Right. Absolutely. I mean, the, the good thing about Twitter is they can take the films and they can send those in real time that you're not going to see on the mainline news. But mm-hmm. you're correct. You know, it's what I call a snippet society. We live by snippets. Mm-hmm. We only think in snippets. We only same thing as a text message. Same thing as a tweet. We only think in snippets. And mm-hmm. that's all we can digest. Well, you, you got to remember, this goes back. Let's go back maybe 20, 30 years ago. And I understand where it began, where it all began. In the 1970s, for example, I worked early in my radio career doing news. And one of my things was to get some sound bites. In other words, a little bit of a statement from somebody, whether it be when I was interviewing Jimmy Carter one time. You you, got to take a 10-minute conversation and try to find the two 10 or 15 second sound bites and then try to condense the conversation down to a story that is 42 seconds long because you have others to do in four minutes plus commercial. And so we got used to short form news coming out of the radio. Then you have the half hour newscast in the evenings with 12 minutes of commercials. How do you cover the world in only 18 minutes? That's right. That, that, that's really true. So our, our cognitive ability to have a concentration for a long period of time doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's literally being decimated through the cell phones and the texts and everything else. Try to get somebody to sit down and read, you know, a, a portion of Shakespeare now. They're oh. not even going to get, they're going to get about three sentences into it. And they're going to say, no, I can't do this. Maybe. Maybe. You're right. Uh, so we're, we're there, right? So cult mentalities are limited, are limited thinking mentalities. Mm-hmm. That's what you've got to get. You've got to get people within a certain paradigm or what we now call narrative, and you've got to keep them there. And you're stoking them with fear, and you're, you're giving them comfort. Fear, comfort, fear, comfort. All right? All of which is a lie, as mm-hmm. we're seeing. The fear is a lie about the COVID. The, the comfort with the vaccines is a lie. Mm-hmm. They, they said 95% effective, safe and effective. Now they're saying, look, you know, you had to, you have to get a booster. Now Israel's saying you're probably going to have to get f- the fourth shot. Uh, you know, currently right now, there is 299 vaccines for COVID SARS-2 in production. 299. Right. And we're talking globally, correct? Yes. And these are all companies that are trying to, you know, get out of the cash cow, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. In other words, it's not just Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca anymore. There's a lot more behind it now. That's right. And with this and with, you know, all these doctors that have been coming out talking about, you know, the horrible things that can happen with uh, mass vaccinations, you know, it reminds me of Yates's second coming, right? Mm. Things are falling apart. The center cannot hold and anarchy will be loosed upon the world. It, it really feels like that where we're seeing the protests now across the world. But let me ask you something. Is protesting enough? If BBC, CNN, MSNBC never, never show it, 
people don't even know it's happening. That's right. Now, I could go to Twitter and I'll see in Germany they're protesting, in England they're protesting. In, in France. In France, they're huge protests. Oh, hundreds of thousands in France. Yep. Everywhere, across Europe, and my neighbors don't even know. Because they're not on Twitter, right? So they no. don't even know. They're watching the CBS you know, evening news with whoever they've got nowadays. That's right. So the narrative, the cult narrative is what it is. The COVIDian cult, whatever we want to call it, it's here. And it actually has more of an occult aspect to it as well. Because it's, it's built on lies. It's built on deception and deceiving uh, pretty much from, from top to bottom. And and we know who the father of lies is. Amen. We know who the, the great deceiver is. Amen. And so his hand is all over this, and it's global, it's worldwide, it's just what we've learned scripturally was going to come and is now uh, dawning, or should I say the sun is setting across the world in a darkness, a new dark age. And if we, we have these protests, but if they can only protest and that's it. And just be ignored. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. You know, in my personal view, I see that this is a fight for humanity. Amen. That we are losing all of our freedoms, rights, and dignity, and they will change you into uh, a bio machine. Right? The, the transhumanist agenda is is already starting up. It so, is. Yeah. So with that. We're looking at a world that's entering a new dark age, a world that can be like this for a thousand years. I mean, and that's a scary thought. Time. I mean, that is a real scary thought that we, we could be looking. A lot of people say they'll ask me the question. I'm sure you've heard this one before, too. Uh, they'll say, hey, is this the great tribulation? And my answer is I have no clue if it is or isn't. But it could be a time of terrible, very intense tribulation. I think the American lazy Christian has lost sight of the fact that Jesus said they will want to kill you for my name's sake. They don't want yep. to honor you. They want to kill you. They're going to be you're going to be despised and hated. Yep. We, we've and, just and you're exactly right. Uh, that's the one thing I try to continually remind people is that. This entire agenda, evil agenda that we see and feel mm -hmm. going on around the globe is really targeting Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, it look. is Christ against Antichrist, you know, the church and the anti-church. This is where we are, the deep state, the deep church. Those are the anti-churches, the anti, you know, those who are against Antichrist spirit, who are against Christians. And yes, they're cutting down statues in the heads of, of, of Mary and Jesus at Catholic churches. But you know what comes next? It goes from the art, the churches and the statues to the people. It does. You know, we, we look at, like I say, the Americanized lazy Christian that gets to go to church for an hour on Sunday for their fire insurance and also maybe to, you know, meet and greet for, you know, business purposes. I've, I've saw that years ago uh, in churches where it was the place to be seen with uh, by other people for your own benefit. That's back when they had blue laws and had nothing else to do on a Sunday. So they go to church to continue their fellowship and their friendships. But that church was never in any kind of danger. That kind of church never had any tribulation or trials 
except maybe some nosy people that were trying to divide it for other purposes. But we've never had anybody breaking down the front door saying, renounce Jesus or die. We haven't had that yet. And I don't think the church in America, most of it would ever survive that. No, I, I tell people now and they, when I talk to them, I tell them, look, the time for comfortable Christianity is over. You're either with him or you're against him. But that's the choice you're going to have to make. How many times? That, yep. How many times do people come to you? By the way, uh, just so when when people are listening to this, we're not. I'm not stepping on somebody. There's a delay we have to deal with, and sometimes it catches up to us a little bit. But the question a lot of people ask: When is it going to go back to normal? <laughs> <laughs> there is this. There is no normal understand even what we thought was normal was also a contrived narrative in many ways to us. But normal, what we had in, in 2018 and 2019, never. Never. As a matter of fact, things are starting to roll out quicker. Look, once these globalists, the billionaires, once they started rolling this thing out, they're not going to stop it. No. For, for anything. And they plan on, you know, crashing economies worldwide, bringing in the digital money. They're already doing it right in different places right now, but it's going to go global soon. And, uh, you know, the big fear that I guess you and I spoke to in the past about these jabs right. was the ADE, which were, you know, Dr. Robert Malone is already saying mm-hmm. they're seeing signs of the antibody dependent enhancement. Israel, the most vaccinated country on earth, I believe, is now having, uh, you know, a massive amount of COVID cases with people who ha- had the vax. But isn't it interesting that the the newscasters turn around and they're demonizing the unvaxxed. Oh, yeah. And, and, and somehow we're the spreaders. If we're the unvaccinated yet, it's my understanding. And I had on the program earlier this week, uh, I was talking to Dr. Roger Hodkinson up from up in Canada, in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's beginning to look, and I've read this in multiple places from people that are credible. I'm not talking about fly-by-nights or people making it up as they go along. <clears throat> I'm talking about doctors that have 20, 30, and 40 years experience, highly credentialed. Uh, they're putting their reputations, their income, and everything on the line to tell the truth. You know, it's really easy to go along with the with the plan uh, as long as your income is maintained. You'll do whatever you're told to do. Am I right? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I how many look how easy people have fallen. Um, they they've gone run and gotten this even though their gut told them don't. They've done it because they're going either going to lose their job. Or they're going to, or they can't travel. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I want to go places. So. Want to get on that cruise ship. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. And, and, and gee, what happened on the last cruise ship? I think there's some people that had COVID and they're fully vaccinated. How could that be? Right. Right. Well, we're seeing that everywhere, but they're they're turning it around and just inverting it and creating it. Everything is inverted. I always tell people, whatever you hear is is a lie. 99% of the time what you're hearing is a lie, especially statistics. But you've got to go look these things up. But it's always an inversion of truth, an inversion of God's created order, an inversion of what is right because you know, it's going to speak things that are wrong. And this is the worldly mindset. 
scripture tells us about the natural man, the spiritual man. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it also tells us to love not the world nor the things in the world. Well, you know, to keep my job, that's a little fearful for some people, but I promised that I would take my cross up with Christ. And if it's costs my job, then it costs my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to love him even above wife or husband or children or any of any family members, even my own life. Amen. I need to love him. And so this is a spiritual battle. Clear as day, spiritual battle that we're all caught up in. So there's the occult. There's cultic aspects to it. There's lies and deception all around. And we're sitting here in the middle, but we have him. Amen. We have the one who will win and the one in Psalm 2 who laughs at the globalist plans. And they're going to they're gonna have to kiss the sun unless they be destroyed. And that's exactly what he said. But what he says to us is, be faithful, little flock. For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He tells us that we need to persevere. The one who perseveres to the end will be saved. You're going to lose stuff. I, I have people coming to me for to sign mandate, uh, you know, exemptions because of these mandates. And even when you give the exemptions, they're denied. Mm-hmm. Almost all the time. I know. And and they continue to deny. I mean, these, these healthcare institutions and hospitals and other places are, are getting big money from somewhere to deny all these things. Oh, they are. And, and they're, they're creating their own crisis. Real quick, you're listening to Truth to Ponder. And my guest today, the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. It's been a while since he's been with us on the program. And hopefully, I know his schedule has been kind of busy, like mine has, too. We've had conflicting times. Uh, but while we got a couple of minutes before the break, and I'm going to bring you back after the break, too, we we kind of talked offline, you know, about the theology of COVID. We know it's a cult and, you know, a theology or any kind of religious institution has its doctrines and it has its practices uh, and it has its secrets. So how do, how do we define COVID in that regard? Um, well, I would look at it this way, right? You you constantly hear the experts say or scientists say. You, you never know who those individuals are. And they're the high priests. Yes. Well, yeah, they are the high priests. They are also the word of God to those who are worshiping scientism mm-hmm. because they just implicitly trust it. It never ceases to amaze me. When, you know, a, an expecting mother researches for a week and a half, as I've said before, uh, what car seat is the safest for her child, but then brings the child into the doctor and says nothing, questions nothing as he jams something in the kid's arm. Mm-hmm. So we've got to sit here and say, why this implicit trust? And, you know, people are saying to us over and over, but science, don't you trust in science? I say no. Heck no. Science has caused more evils in this world as well. Well, I think I think just the example, let's just go with good old Dr. Fauci. I mean, he I, I know he's an easy target because he's a proven liar now uh, over and over again. How many times has the science changed? Yeah, all the time. Every week. One mask, two masks, you know, over and over. And he says contradictory things. Remember, and if you're vaccinated, you don't even need a mask. 
That's right. And how long did that last? Not not at all. Until they got as many people to get vaccinated on that ploy as would fall for it. That's right. Well, and it's all about manipulation and lies, right? So that's really what we're looking at. Um, Hannah Arndt, who wrote a book on totalitarianism, and in that book, she even quotes from 1984, right, from Orwell, uh, the, the contradictions you hear from the government are not from inept politicians. They're purposely done in order to break down the will of the people and their thought and reasoning. When people are confused because they hear one thing one day and another thing the next day, by default, they just say, you know what, I'm just going to trust whatever you say. And they do it. And this is to break down the will. It's purposeful. It's a psychological program. And we're in the middle of a huge psychological warfare operation against the people of the world, humanity itself. And my guest today is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales. If you've been a a regular listener to Truth to Ponder over the past year. You've heard him from time to time on this program. Right now, we have a break coming up in just a couple of minutes, and I want to catch you up on a few things. Tomorrow's broadcast on Friday will be some memories of 9-11. I know you're, you're seeing a lot of things on television. You're reading a lot of material about 9-11. But I hope the program I put together tomorrow will give you maybe a slightly different perspective and maybe jog your memory a little bit on some of the things that have occurred as a result of that event 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. Those of you that are probably over the age of 30 remember it. People like myself who were in their 40s remember it very well. And that'll be part of our topic for our program tomorrow. And I hope that you'll be with us during that time. Truth to Ponder, it's growing. I'm working on the website. It's going to need some work over the next uh, week, week and a half. Looking for some help with people that know WordPress a little bit better than I do. I've used other building systems for web pages over the years. And I really like this web page to be more than just here's the program, here's who I am. I'd like it to be a repository in the not-too-distant future for news and news articles from people you don't normally get a chance to hear from but who have so much important material to share and to say. There seems to be, in my opinion, in much of the mainstream media, including what would be considered more the conservative media like the Newsmax, America One Network, Fox to a lesser degree these days, They have a certain, what they call, list of people they call. And I think that that list needs to be expanded. And I'd like to make the website and this program a place for those other excellent, well, and knowledgeable voices to be heard. It's part of what I want to do with this program, to give you truth and information to ponder that's not been sifted and re-edited by mainstream media and those that have a corporate interest. And face it, in a lot of the media today, it is a corporate interest. And I say this in a nice way, even the Breitbarts of this world and others, they, they are dependent upon an advertising revenue stream. And I don't want this program to ever be dependent 
on an advertising revenue stream where I have to answer to sponsors for what content I deliver. Now, I wouldn't mind advertising a few things that people need to know about, but I don't want to be ever beholden to a sponsor for the content of this radio program. I'd rather be beholden to you that listen to the program, that take the time to write me, whether by email or regular snail mail. My email address, my direct email address, nobody but me reads these emails. And that is bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. That's bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. And our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. And we are located in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and our zip code is 30537. That address, once again, is 21 Berkshire, S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. We are in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. If you're able to support this ministry, just make the check out to Ancient Word Radio. That is Ancient Word Radio. And your support is, well, I can't thank you enough for what you've done in keeping this program on the air now for over one year. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The mystery of the age in a moment. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on getting a special free gift you're really going to love. Now, to understand the future, you have to understand the sacred Hebrew year. The Hebrew year, listen closely, began in the spring with the spring holy days of Passover, then first fruits, and then Shavuot, which we know as Pentecost. And after that, the Hebrews would go out from Jerusalem in the summer. They'd go out to their fields and vineyards all across the land to reap the summer harvest. And then in the fall, in the autumn, the trumpets of the Feast of Trumpets would sound, signaling that the harvest was ending. They had to return, come again, gather again, once together in the holy city, Jerusalem, to stand before the Lord and celebrate the closing of the year. Now, the mystery is this. God has set up this entire age just like a Hebrew year. Just like the Hebrew year, the age opened with Passover in the spring when Jesus died on the cross on Passover. Then the day of first fruits when he rose. And then the Hebrew holy day of Shavuot or Pentecost at the beginning of summer when he sent his spirit. And then came the great summer harvest, the harvest of salvation, when the gospel went out from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. And the Jewish people also went out to the ends of the earth to all the harvest fields of the world. And now now, after 2,000 years, we stand at the end of summer, the ending of the harvest, when the trumpets of autumn sound. Here's the sign. At the time of the autumn trumpets, the Jewish people would return from their fields and come back and gather again in the holy city. And so the age has to close with the regathering of the Jewish people to Israel and Jerusalem to meet the Lord. And so it's happening before our eyes. As the prophet said, be not caught sleeping or distracted. Stay awake, stay sober, and stay on the alert. Because you, my friend, live in a most extraordinary day, the day of the trumpets. 
Want more? Ask for the Feast of Trumpets. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? A six-month supply for free. You can. Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for a victorious walk with God and updates on Israel and prophecy and the, the mystery of the temple doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little, from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Alech. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you back to part two of this, the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I am so thankful for each and every one of you that take the time to listen to this program on a daily basis. When I felt very led to begin this program over a year ago, matter of fact, let me just kind of give you the quick backstory. This all started around June of 2020. Now, I've been in broadcast, as many of you know, most of my life. I've been in ministry since the 1990s and even have a bit of an emergency management background. And it's from that I went back to work coming out of retirement and spent a number of months in a county in a different state, pretty large county, trying to respond to COVID-19. I went there fully engaged and ready to protect the public from something we did not yet know much about. How many of you really understood COVID-19 back in February and March of 2020? We didn't. We just heard numbers and people getting infected on a boat, on a ship, and then it got to the United States and we had a few infections and everything just seemed to just spin up very quickly. Did you ever wonder where the death ticker came from you saw on CNN. It's amazing John Hopkins University had all this hardware and software ready to go. It's because of an event back in 2019. That event hosted by Bill Gates and company along with uh, business leaders from around the world and partners in government. They had a tabletop exercise of how to respond to a worldwide viral pandemic and what would you do and so this event that occurred in New York City back in 2019 and 201 I mean it it became the benchmark the gold standard of what we're going to do and amazingly just amazingly all of a sudden we have a pandemic on our hands just within a couple of months of the end of that um, that that tabletop exercise. More reports are coming out that this 
that maybe people in the Wuhan lab had a leak. That's what they say people got sick at the lab in September of last year, the month before the tabletop exercise. I can understand why people call it a pandemic and not a pandemic. I really get it. There are too many things that are not making sense. Uh, Dr. Fauci has lied profusely. We know that over and over again. Oh, we don't do anything with gain of function. We talked about that the other day. We've talked about it on this program for three months. Actually, we've talked about it coming out of the lab in China since almost the beginning of this program, going back to September of last year. In emergency management, we already kind of knew in April that the odds of this being a naturally occurring virus from a bat coming to some meat or wet market in Wuhan, hundreds of miles away, was not a very probable uh, scenario. Yet that became the official narrative at the time at the CDC and elsewhere. Of course, Dr. Fauci was trying to hide what he had been doing illegally. The fact the man is still A, employed, to the highest paid employee of the federal government, and he's not wearing, you know, chains and manacles and being hauled off to jail for mass murder, breaking the law, is beyond me. The man has lied to Congress, and he's been playing with these dangerous viruses for decades. Why would we be doing a joint project with a, a communist virus lab in China which will benefit the Chinese military as well. It makes no sense to me. It just doesn't. Very quickly, before I bring my guest back, um, let me know that you're listening to these, these broadcasts. It means the world to me. My personal email address, use it anytime you want. It's, it comes to me only, is bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. That's bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Now, if you're like me, there's a lot of information we get we get buried under, literally. And we're supposed to believe that somehow the vaccine is doing miracle work. It's going to just, you know, blow COVID out of the water. It'll just blow it away. It'll all be done if we just all get vaccinated. Yet, we're seeing worldwide that may not be the case. You get countries like Israel. You get countries like Scotland and others where for months they're even ahead of us in getting their populations vaccinated. It's not really working. And they try to point the fingers at the unvaccinated, that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I think it's a pandemic created by the vaccinated, and they don't realize it. I think some people do realize it, but how do you how do you get in front of the people now on a TV and say, you know, this this vaccine idea was a bummer. It doesn't work. And it may not work as well as we thought. And it may be making unvaccinated people sick with a variant that we shouldn't even have. And it just goes on and on. And then we we also know there are two tiers of the way you respond. If somebody is sick and goes to the hospital, it's going to be first question asked, are you vaccinated? Then there's one protocol. They don't really test you if you're vaccinated. They're going to assume you don't have it. 
no matter what you die of. Now, if you're unvaccinated, they test you with that PCR test that expires at the end of the year because it gives way too many false positives. So guess what? You're in the hospital and whatever happens to you has got to be COVID related. I'm having a hard time with the information and the numbers. Dr. Gales, welcome back. And do you believe, do these numbers, any of these numbers make sense to you at all? No. Uh, and we know that even through the Harvard study for the VAERS, right, that only 1% to 10%, less than 10% of the numbers in the VAERS reporting uh, are are even accurate. Mm-hmm. We've got right now worldwide from VAERS as of August 30th, we've got 38,488 mRNA vaccine reported and registered deaths in the European Union, the UK, and the US combined. All right. But we have 6.3 million reported adverse events. Think of that number. 6.3 million reported adverse events. Not including the not reported. Mm-hmm. Adverse which, which which brings up something, and I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail because I'm, I'm not at liberty to. But, you know, I've known we were figuring it up the other night my, between my wife and myself. We, we've known about nine people roughly that have apparently gone through what is called COVID. Now, whether they had something else, I'm not even going to debate it, but they've had whatever it was. And they're alive and they're with us and they're doing fine. Yep. I've had one friend that... Uh, was finally, shall we say, persuaded to take the vaccine and died days at what a week or so after his second shot from a heart heart issue, and he had had heart troubles in the past but had overcome them, and and I I was very concerned when he indicated to me he was going to take this vaccine because of what I've been reading about how these spike proteins and then your body can target an already damaged heart. And so I've lost a good friend. I've lost a friend to the vaccine, uh, but nobody to the actual disease. Yep. Well, I I agree with you there. I have a friend of mine whose um, father and his father's brother, his uncle, both died within a week of their second jabs. Mm. And that's scary. That's scary. Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't sure about these shots, but when he saw that, he said, there's no way you cannot attribute it to that. They, uh, they, they both died within a week, close to each other, like a day or two apart, um, you know, brain hemorrhage or whatever from it. I, look, ultimately, you know who I love? The old comedian who's no longer with us, George Carlin. Oh, yeah. I love George Carlin. He was right on a lot of stuff. A little bit profane, but he was right. A little profit. <laughs> Yep. Oh, yeah. I call him this secular prophet, you know. Um, he made a statement. I'll, I'll read you this real quick statement. He said, which which I love, and I think it is completely true. He said, I don't like butt kissers, flag wavers, or team players. I like people who buck the system, individualists. I often warn people somewhere along the way, someone is going to tell you there is no I in team. What you should tell them is maybe not. But there is an I in independence, individuality, and integrity. Amen. And right there's, there's a lot of truth in that. You know, when I, when I, one of the things that has disturbed me, and even I have to stop and think about this for a little bit, my heart tells me the direction things are going as it does you and many others. 
And then you have to confront the numbers that the media, even some of the, quote, conservative media throw at you, you know, that, well, it's only the unvaccinated that are filling up our hospital wards. And then you have to question, okay, we don't know the age brackets, number one. Number two, we don't even know how they were tested. And I ran into something, and it's fairly accurate. It, It varies from area to area. But it appears that there's two standards now when you go to a hospital. Are you among the vaccinated or are you among the unvaccinated? Because depending upon how you answer that question, they decide whether to even bother to test you or not. There are many people that are vaccinated. They don't even bother to test unless they have nothing but pure COVID symptoms. They're going to try to keep that death attributed to bacterial pneumonia or anything else they can come up with. But if you're unvaccinated, we go back to the protocols of March 24th of last year in 2020, where if you have just a handful of symptoms, no test required, it's automatically assumed COVID, even though many people understand that these symptoms are the same as heart disease, cancer, and other, you know, flu type diseases and pneumonia, including bacterial. And so how many cases, you know, were made to die of bacterial pneumonia that were really not COVID to begin with? So to isolate unvaccinated people, the untouchables we become, or the new Jews, as I say. Or lepers. Uh, this is exactly what's happening worldwide. It's being implemented in businesses. It's being implemented in hospitals and governments and, and you know, just throughout. And it's spreading. And I, I, where are all the people who used to cry out, you know, equality and, you know, the oppressed? We don't want to oppress people. Well, isn't this oppression? And so because we won't make a choice to take this, this, whatever it is, we're going to be kicked out of pretty much society. And this is what you and I spoke about, I think, about a year ago. We talked about Klaus Schwab and his fourth industrial revolution. He spells all this out. He says that's exactly what's going to happen. And that's the beauty of it. You know, it's not when we talk about these things and someone Mm -hmm. says, where do you get that stuff? Well, it's real easy from their own website and their own video. Yep. Good, good example. I I found this great video at the World Economic Forum website. It's still there. There's a gal doing this seminar, you know, like one of those video seminars, and and you got people in the audience, and she's on the stage with the big monster TV screen, and she's talking. Why would anybody want to own anything? I mean, she's saying, I mean, we need to rent our phones. I mean, we rent our phones, and so when it gets outdated in a year, we can just trade it in and rent another one. And, and the same should be done with all of our appliances. Why, why own an appliance? Why own a car? Why own anything when you can just simply rent it? And then when it gets old or breaks, you just get another one and keep renting it. And the same with your, your house. Why be tied down to, to a, a city or a town when you can just rent and move freely to wherever you're really needed, or I should say where society wants to put you? So you, and that's where the whole concept is. You will own nothing and be happy, and then you'll live on your guaranteed income, and that'll all be digital, digital income. If you misbehave, guess what? You can't afford to rent the stuff. You can't afford to live anywhere. You can't afford your transportation. And then these communities they want to build where everything is in 15 minutes walking distance. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because they don't want you traveling. They don't want the people, the slave class, what I'm going to call it, traveling. And those who refuse to be the slave class, the unvaccinated are going to be out of society somewhere mm-hmm. and probably hunted down and whatever and put in those nice little quarantine facilities they're building all over the place but what you have even you know take that a step further you'll own nothing and you'll rent there's a whole production line of clothing and underwear that you're going to rent and you're going to return it and somebody else will rent it and it's going to be rented so they can even take your underwear they can take whatever they want from you and have you sitting there butt naked and, you know, homeless, no food, no access to anything. And trust me, you're going to obey. You're going to change your ways and obey. The social mm-hmm. credit system is the vaccine passports. Absolutely. It is. And you will be continue to get shots. You know that and I know that. They're going to keep shooting people up uh, for a number of times before they bring in, I believe, the quantum dot tattoo. But... You know, they're building that narrative now, but they're going to keep giving you those shots. And if you've been shot up three times, but you deny the fourth one, you say, nope, I'm not taking anymore. They're going to put you with the unvaccinated, basically saying you have no privileges now at all. Mm -hmm. I see it coming. There's Mm -hmm. no there's no doubt in my mind. And, And those those that think the church is going to come back, hey, we're all going to get back together again and we'll do just just like we did back in, you know, January of 2020 before we even heard the word Wuhan flu or virus or COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 vaccines or any of it or face masking and social distancing when those entered our vocabulary. And, and people think about this, how quickly 14, 15 days to flatten the curve became 30, and we didn't complain. Then maybe 45, and then 90, and then we got a little bit of a reprieve, but we're back at it again. Look at Australia. You get one case in a population of a million, and they shut it all down. Right. And that that is what they're doing. I mean— Not a death, a case. Mm-hmm. Christians need to understand—we're going to see a lot of Christians cave— A lot of friends, a lot of Christians are going to cave as these draconian laws continue to be put in. They're going slower, as you can see, with America than they are in Europe and and New Zealand and Australia and so forth. They're they're hammering home with them. But we're a highly armed society, so they're going to come at us in a different way. I Mm -hmm. think it's going to be more shock and awe than anything else. But so what we're what we're seeing here is people already caving for a job or a trip somewhere. Yeah. Wait wait until, like in France, they won't let you go in supermarkets. And the French people, you know, viva la France. I mean, they're, they're smashing down the doors and pushing the guards out of the way and going in shopping centers. I mean, they're, they're not taking it. They've, they've been under enough tyrants in their history. But you're not going to see that on CNN. No. There's going to be that, well, France is so ahead of the game because they have already decided to keep the untouchables away from those of us that got vaccinated because we know and and we're not going to hear the real story uh canada even the conservative candidates now are talking about vaccine passports and mandatory vaccines for everybody which i would never have believed but they're doing it they are they're they're putting the recognition you see and that's the the nano particles right the hydrogel the things like that 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 are illuminated they illuminate right so they're now putting in uh if you i was traveling on the new york um 
State Freeway. I was heading upstate New York. Mm -hmm. They're redoing all of the rest stops. Every single one of them. There's like two that are open. You've got to travel a long way before you can find a place just to go to the bathroom if you have to. But they're redoing them all. Why do you think that is? Because you're not going to be able to travel on any of the major roads unless you have the passport. You're not going to be able to enter those establishments to go to the bathroom to eat. The same thing with the with the uh, the money that you go through and it just automatically takes money from you in the ta- in the tolls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Easy Pass. Well, guess what? Those are also going to read the Vax. They're going to read whether you've been vaxxed. It's going to blink yes. It's going to blink no. You're not going to be able to go through those tolls unless you have the passport. And, and, and the way that's going to work, it's real simple. Once you've got the passport, it's going to be connected digitally to every other thing that you do. This is this 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 is the the high speed data. You, so you you get your okay. You got your shot. Now that's filed in. Now that'll attach to your your right. The, the states will be actually able to then combine that to your little pass thing that's in your car that, ooh, there's an unvaccinated person in that car. They haven't gotten their shot yet or they're they've only you get a warning. You've got five days to get your your, you know, your 19th booster. That's right. And and this this is really the dystopian future. So you won't be able to travel on highways. Wait until I have all the driverless cars, right? They'll control those also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every aspect of your life will be controlled. And you won't even be able to have your own thoughts because if, if it's even perceived that your own thoughts – are against the narrative or whoever's in charge you're going to be you're going to be docked from having money from having your little digital currency that's there. right you know when you look so, at the events of of almost 20 years ago come this weekend one of the things one of the negative things that occurred was the in the united states was what was called the Patriot Act. It all sounds good. Ever notice that every bill that comes out of Congress uh, or, a, or a president always has a good-sounding name, but does it really mean what it says? And what it really was is the Give Up Your Freedom Act, in many ways, suspend the Fourth Amendment, the Tenth, and a few others while we're at it, including the First and the Second, um, all in the name of being a patriot, uh, You know, trying to stop out uh, terrorism. And so we got used to taking off our shoes at the airport, being stripped down almost and and x-rayed like we're in a in a MRI in that in that little tube. We, we've gotten so used to being abused, and especially what I call frequent travelers have put up with a lot of this nonsense. And so it's not surprising that a lot of people they just want their life back. They just want to be able to go to the movies. They want to go to the bar. They want to go to a restaurant. They want to go see grandma. So they, 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 it's, they'll take the vaccine. And I think this really is a precursor to find out who will go with the program and who needs to be eliminated before it's all over. That's just where my feelings are. Dr. Gales, we have flat run out of time for today. And I'm going to invite you back tomorrow because you have some memories from 9-11, I think you need to share with our audience. I know it's not easy for you to do, but I'm going to ask you to come back tomorrow. Do you believe in the work that we're doing here at Truth to Ponder? Consider supporting us financially, if you would. Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, and our zip code is 30537. Until tomorrow, 
May God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.